Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Broadcasting from the heart of the I Work For Him nation to Christ followers working in cities all over the United States, you've tuned into the voice of the faith and work movement. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work For Him this afternoon, as we are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. That's right. So listeners, the key for today is remembering our website, iworkforhim.com. And you will be hearing some information today that it may be for you. It may be for a friend, a parent, a coworker. Um, who knows who it's going to be for, but you're going to be wanting to remember our website, iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com. But you're also going to want to remember a new website that's coming in, iretireforhim.com, iretire, the number four, him.com. As you start to, as we start to expand the ministry of I Work For Him into very specifically speaking into the hearts, minds, and souls of Christ-following retirees all across the nation, iretireforhim.com. It will link you to a specific page on iworkforhim.com, and that is super important. So iretireforhim.com. You know, we're developing and introducing today the I Retire For Him field manual. Today you'll be able to go out to iworkforhim.com and download the first chapter of the field manual for free iworkforhim.com, and you'll be able to download the first chapter for free. You know, we're writing this book because over the last 50 years, I've witnessed the effect that the destruction of the family has had on the next generations. The boomers grew up with parents and for the most part lived fairly stable lives. Generation Xers, Millennials, and the Gen Z, the digital gen, are suffering from a lack of parenting, a lack of family connectedness, and a lack of intergenerational contact. These three issues have created a huge need for all of us to be a mentor of someone younger than us. Why? Because we're all chronologically superior. As we all know now, 10,000 baby boomers reach the age of 65 and retire each day. We need you, Christ-following retirees, to reach out to the generations that follow you and feed them with the God-given wisdom that you have We need you who have time and freedom on your side to mentor and disciple the next generations. We need you to live the life that is defined, I retire for him. This is not a demand. It's a cry from the heart of the Lord to to live our lives to the fullest while running the race to the very end. It's a cry from my heart as I've seen and heard from so many of my age and younger that we need someone to feed their old age with their old age wisdom and faith into our lives. We need you. Please join us in the fight to revolt against the lie that retirement is a 30-year vacation and the truth that the retirement years can be the most impactful of all the years you've lived. So, Jim, why are you reaching out to the I Retire For Him community? You know, here's the deal. We've seen so many young people who desperately need interaction with chronologically superior folks. Mm -hmm. And we've seen your dad live it out time and time again and seen the value of having chronologically superior people in our lives. And we want everybody to benefit from that. And also the fact that there's so many, there are between 15 and 20 million Christ-following retirees out there, and they need to know that God still has purpose for them in the retirement. Mm. 
That's such a good thing. So listeners, if you if this is intriguing you at all, it doesn't mean you have to be in retirement to listen to the show today because all of us really need to shift the way we think about um, in the second half, whatever you want to call what is, what is to come in um, our lives. So we are very excited to have a special guest with us today. Who, really? Who's that guest, Martha? Who happens to be the national ambassador for I Retire For Him and also my dad, Ted Haynes. So dad, welcome to I Work For Him and I Retire For Him show well, today. Thank you, Martha and Jim. It's a joy to be here. You are sporting the very first I Retire For Him shirt. Yes. In the nation. You've got the very first one. Yeah. I it's am very the, fortunate. Thank you. It's got the logo. So everybody look for the picture to, on Facebook and uh, with the podcast and you'll get to see this very sporty shirt. That's right. Ted, you've been retired for over two decades now. Has it gone like you thought it would? Uh, Why? Well, yes or no to that answer. Uh, the first part of it, I, I didn't think I'd ever make. I, uh, when I was born, uh, the uh, statistics said I'd only lived to be 57. Hmm. And uh, Not now, because of your health, just that was your generation. That's right. right? That that's was right. the life expectancy. And, and uh, I think that's why uh, Social Security is at 65, because sure. we weren't supposed to ever get anything. <laughs> So first of all, you made it to the retirement age. You exceeded the life expectancy that they were projecting. But more importantly, um, what has retirement, did it look like what you thought it would be, this financial retirement? Well, it, it was it was a kind of a vacation to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in, in railroading and uh, built a garden railroad and uh, played with that for several years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, I started getting my arthritis in my knees and things like that. And From crawling around on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, or made it difficult, anyway. Uh, yeah, probably all the above. Mm-hmm. So it started as a vacation, and then what? Well, then, uh, like I started to say, that my knees started hurting. Uh-huh. I couldn't get down to... Uh, fixed the tra- uh, trains that fell off the track. They were they were about the size of a bread box, so uh, they were easy to handle, but hard to pick up. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, and then Elaine says, "Ted, you're really getting dull, and uh, <laughs> you need a Elaine job. would be Ted's wife of now almost sixty five years. Yes. So yeah. she said, "You're getting dull. So then, what'd you do? Well, I went to um, really what she was saying, Ted is, "Holy smoke! Could you please get out of the house a little?" That's what she was saying, I think. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that's true. Uh, I went to a woodworking store in our community, and uh, they hired me uh, right away. And um, I, I found out that a lot of people have questions about woodworking. Mm-hmm. And I, I love wood. Mm-hmm. Um, God put some beautiful stuff inside of wood. And uh, when they'd come in and ask the questions, and I had the opportunity to to share uh, a little bit of my knowledge. And once in a while, even then, uh, I could start to share a little bit about Christ. Because people throw out hints about themselves, you know. and uh, The fact that they're searching. That's true. That's true. Uh, I don't really remember how I uh, got back in touch with the Pocket Testament. I'd been introduced to it years earlier at a CBMC conference, and um, I was I was 
always looking at their website, mm-hmm. and they had a thing called boot camp, and uh, they offered the gospels free. So uh, I thought I would start uh, with a, just a few, mm-hmm. and uh, they sent me a, a, a little variety, a couple of different translations, and uh, I started sharing them one at a time, being very careful whenever I was at work, because uh, obviously that's not what I was hired to do. Yeah, you're hired to work at a woodworker store, but the Pocket Testament League made it easy for you to be able to present, just get the Word of God into people's hands. And the Pocket Testament League, you guys have heard about it here on the show so many times, ptl.org. And for those of you that are curious about CBMC that he mentioned earlier, cbmc.org. So what did that purpose look like? I mean, you went from the woodworker store, and eventually you bought a place in up northern Minnesota, and then down here in Fort Myers, Florida. What did that purpose transition into? Because you're not working full-time anymore, yet you're busier now than ever. Well, that's true. And and uh, anytime I have the opportunity, you'll find me at my lathe making bowls and stuff like that. Um, but my real purpose... Well, this is kind of fun. Uh, well, I'm standing at the lathe. I'm in the front door of, or the garage door of my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And people walk all the time. They're all retired and they're walking their dogs. And they'll see me a couple times. You know, I always wave. And uh, you kind of get a, a people's attention that way, you know. And they feel the freedom to come up and see. Well, I had a little um, thing on my lathe and it says, what is your purpose it just and I wait for like them like a sign, like a sign. Yeah. It was right in the front of the lathe, and uh, I kind of just wait for them to ask about it. You know, it's funny how many people tried to avoid that one. I mean, <laughs> but we get to talking, and uh, people start. Sharing. It's wonderful how easy it is to get into somebody's life. Just asking the right questions. Maybe how are you, how many children you have? Uh, what's your puppy's name? Um, the dog thing's huge, isn't it? In retirement communities, having a dog opens up so many conversations. You guys don't have a dog, but you use a wood lathe to open up those conversations. But I've heard so many people they they use their walking the dog to interact with their neighbors. Uh, one of our daughters comes over with her dog, and she, she'll walk it, mm-hmm. and they know each other, yeah. and they. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, you're actually right. Sniff, so so one of the things oh. I really want our listeners to hear is the fact that, yes, you're doing a hobby, something you really enjoy doing, and you create things with it. Um, and there's, it's a multifold purpose, though. You're enjoying creation, yep. creating. You're enjoying what God created in the wood, and you see the beauty in it before a lot of other people see the beauty in it. And you, you often use those bowls to give as gifts and to bless other people for different reasons. But even the process of working with the wood, you're using that intentionally as a, as a place for people to come and start conversation and to meet people. And even, Dad, you um, belong to a club of people that gets you out of the house, away from your neighborhood, um, also for purpose, right? Yeah, I, and they, the funny thing, they needed an officer. Uh, every club does. Yeah. And they, they nobody was going up for vice president. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'll be vice president. They said, well, you're, you're seasonal, aren't you? And I said, yes. And they said, well, we need somebody that's here year-round. I said, well, wait a minute, let me think about this. You have no, nobody doing the job, nobody willing to do the job. So you got zero people doing it. 
Now you can have uh, somebody here six, seven months doing the job. Uh, what do you think is better? <laughs> so, so you I, became the vice president of that organization. It's like and, a wood club, a local wood turners yeah. club. Yeah, yeah. So, and you have influence in that club because of your leadership and also just your friendship with those people as well, right? That's true. That's true. I, I'm going to start wearing this shirt there because um, already mm-hmm. I've found several guys that are Christ followers and several. Uh, I was putting pens together. Uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. and we're giving them to the troops. We make it five hundred at a time, and then we send them to the troops as a gift. And the, the gentleman sitting right across from me, doing the same job, is Jewish. He's a Jewish lawyer, and we got to talking, and we honestly got onto spiritual things. He told me something about from the Torah, and it, it it's just so easy to do. Mm. Ted, a couple weeks back, we had a a conversation with a whole bunch of people from some of the small groups you've been involved in here in Southwest Florida. Just talking about the whole idea behind I Retire For Him, the whole idea of living out your faith in your retirement, not looking at it as a vacation, but really as an extension of your workplace ministry, an opportunity to to really live with intentionality where you are in your neighborhood, in your church, in your school, or you know, in your not your school. Well, in case you decide to go back to school, but in you know, in the grocery store, whatever. What was some of the what was the the biggest thing that you took away from that meeting of all your friends of, of when we started talking about purposeful living in retirement? What did you see as a common theme? Wow. Well. I, I think I think that they all were looking for something to give them purpose. Mm. Um, you know, I, there, there was a variety of backgrounds there. Mm-hmm. People that had been working, and some of them admitted, that, you know, that they they needed something to do, and several of them recognized um, that that they needed to be involved in something like I work for you. You know, and I think for me, the big, no, the biggest takeaway was the fact that um, I heard several of the retired people in the room say, we need to know that the younger people want to hear from us. Yeah, because that was one of the tops of the conversation. Yeah. Is that we've we've read and talked to several from the millennial generation. We represent the Xer generation, uh, the digital gen, uh, generation, which is the people 20 and younger, that they really want access to older people, but they want the they, older people, chronologically superior people, mm-hmm. but they want those people to be willing to be open to it as well as, I mean, it goes both way to, ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. The, the younger, whatever that age is, wants to know that the older people w- are available chronologically superior chronologically superior and then vice versa that the those that um chronologically superior in age want to know that they want to be that somebody wants to hear from them because you know there's nothing worse than feeling rejected i think at that when you're making yourself vulnerable and available well and and i think that ted you have done that you've got a a local guy here in fort myers that you've been investing your life into we don't need to mention his name but there's you get together whenever once in a while for lunch he's helped you with some projects around the house in fact he was working on your garage door opener the other day wasn't he (laughs) yeah that's true I mean, so talk talk about that. How did you develop a, a, a relationship with a guy that was younger than you? Well, the, the my favorite story is I always feel that I, I, I want to be a mentor, and I don't know how to get a hold of the younger people to do it. Uh, I had a neighbor up north that, that uh, he and I had been talking about spiritual things for a long time, and he is from an extremely different uh faith background than I am 
and uh, I, but he was very open to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on one day, he was driving back from uh, our cabin to the the cities where he works, and he called me on the phone. He said, "Ted, he said I have a very strange request. I wonder if you would be my spiritual mentor." Hmm. And you know that didn't take but a instant to answer. He said, and, "Not a chance. I'm too busy. I'm retired." Uh, you know, no, I, you jumped said, on it, didn't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. I said, "Jim, I'd I'd consider it an honor." Uh huh. So that's how we got connected. That is awesome. So, I, but you are—he already knew you were available. You'd had lots of conversations. You and Elaine have been loving on them as your next door neighbors. I mean, you've been feeding. In fact, you've got. You've got tons of people that are chronologically not superior to you in your neighborhood up in northern Minnesota that you guys are feeding into just through friendship and relationship all the time, right? Yeah. Actually, two years ago, one of the couples actually went on one of your crews mm-hmm. uh, was, with us. Yeah, it was fantastic to have you there. Right. You know, we've been speaking into the hearts and minds and souls of Christ-following workers out there in all over the United States, the 50 million-plus believers that every day go to work for a paycheck. But when you stop getting that paycheck, when you quote-unquote retire, what's your purpose then? Does it need to change? Not really. It just needs to expand your mindset to understanding that whole Romans 12 to uh, paradigm shift to stop thinking about the way, to, to change the way you think mm-hmm. about retirement. Because retirement's not biblical. And this world desperately needs you. Your neighbors who are not as old as you desperately need you to feed into their lives but it takes effort it takes intentionality and that's what the whole i retire for him field manual is all about that's exactly right and one of the things that we're going to talk about in the field manual jim is just you know um like you said retirement's not biblical and we're talking about financial retirement versus like um lifestyle retirement i think in purpose retirement. No, we're not talking I mean, about financial retirement no, we're talking about the lifestyle. difference i want to i want right. to just differentiate that for people it's not that you can't financially retire i mean that's a great way to then look in at life and say okay lord what do you want me to do now and that's really um what we're talking about here is what do you do with that retirement time that you have and the way we live it out in the in america especially is just very um uh counter-biblical in that respect. Right. And so there's an opportunity for people to get a copy of the first chapter of the I Retire For Him field manual for free. That's right. So you can go to our website, iworkforhim.com. Actually, if you put in I Retire For Him, I Retire the number four, him.com. It'll also direct you to the page for I Retire For Him that we have. And there you will find that you can sign in to uh, get a cop- get a download of the first chapter. And we will have a full field manual available for people to purchase. And um, we're, we're excited for all of those details. It's just not as, printed yet. Exactly. It's <laughs> not printed yet, but it's on its way. And this is an opportunity for us to just really get you guys ready. And if you read that first chapter and get excited, we want you to be able to share it. Ted, we want to give you most of the last words here on the show today. What is your, as a, as a I'm just going to tell everybody, you're, you're 87 years old. Every day you wake up with intentionality. You stick pocket testaments in your pockets. You're always looking for relationships, new relationships, ways to connect with people, talk with people. What is your hope for the Christ-following retirees that are listening to the show today for, for how they can start living out this I Retire From Lifestyle? Talk about your hope. Well, my hope would be that 
that people would catch the vision that God has a purpose for their life. Uh, their life, I, when I was a kid, my neighbor retired, sat in the backyard and drank a beer for a year and he was dead. And I thought, man, I never want that. And so... Well, and that's really, I mean, that's so true. I mean, so many people retire and all of a sudden you lose purpose. They've been working hard for 40, maybe 50 years, some of them. And and they're like, what's next? I don't have any purpose. I'm not just going to play golf or tennis the rest of my life. What does God have for me? Mm-hmm. And God's got stuff for you to do. That's right. And that would be to be your part in the Great Commission. Hmm. God told us to go into all the world and our world uh, right now is Fort Myers and Cass Lake, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And and our world is to be shared Jesus Christ. And that would be... And what are some of the ways you do that? I mean, you're, you're not just doing it like you're just not pounding people over the head with the Bible. What are some of the ways that you're living out the Great Commission every day? Just give one example. Well, uh, I was in Walmart and I was looking at the gun case and a guy came up and he's looking also because we're looking for ammunition and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at him and he had a... Um, a fireman's cross on and uh, he also had a marine cap on so it was easy to talk to him and I gave him a pocket testament we shared Christ right there in front of the gut cabinet awesome and tears rolled down the guy's face just a simple conversation looking for ways to connect the cross to a conversation Ted Haynes thanks for being on I work for him today mm-hmm. thank you it was a joy you've been listening to I work for him as we talk about I retire for him Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit IWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com